Were you ever curious about adaptive hiking? Are you interested in hiking or like hiking but don't know how to do it with a physical disability? Well, you're in luck because this episode of The Self-Advocate, I talk all about adaptive hiking. It is my adaptive hiking episode. You're listening to The Self-Advocate, a show about arts and culture in the disability community on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on, on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Mira. Eir Taniyap. Kwiget Yuans Kwiensna. Hi, everybody. My name is Kwiget Yuans. I'm a member of the Squamish Nation and the Yagalanis Clan of the Haida Nation. You're listening to Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. We live, work, play, and broadcast from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. Before we get started on the idea of adaptive hiking, let's play the theme song, Possibilities by Key Sarah.
the song you just heard is Possibilities by Key Sarah. Key Sarah is a mother-daughter duo from Ontario, and the daughter who is singing is on the autism spectrum. You're listening to The Self-Advocate, a show about arts and culture in the disability community on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. So this episode is all about hiking, adaptive hiking, and adaptive paddling because it's starting to be spring now, which is very exciting. And it's warmer outside, which is also very nice. It's nice to be able to be outside in the warmer weather. There are companies in British Columbia that not only do adaptive hiking, but also adaptive paddling. My first guest today is Eric, who is the program manager of BC Moss, which specializes in adaptive paddling and adaptive hiking in British Columbia. Thank you, Eric, for being on my show. Thanks for having me, Allison. I I appreciate the opportunity to talk about the programs and when I do um, get the opportunity to talk about our programs, it does remind me, as you said, which is that spring is upon us and spring leads to summer. So we definitely have some exciting things um, upcoming. Why adaptive hiking? Why is adaptive hiking so important for people with disabilities? Well, just to give a background for your audience, for those who don't know, uh, BC Moss has been around in one form or another since 1985. And we really solidified on who we were and what we wanted to do in 1988. We are one, all of our programs are non-for-profit. So I can discuss that a little bit. Money is not our priority. Our priority is people get out and give things a try. And our, our base of that belief or the foundation of that belief is our all of our programs were founded by Sam Sullivan. Now that name may be familiar to some because you may know of his political career, but long before that, he was um, a young man in his early 20s dealing with a spinal cord injury after an accident at 19. So again, he went through rehab. The accident happened in 1979. So you can imagine back then, there wasn't as many opportunities as there are now, right? And as many people throughout their journey of disability, especially if you have an acquired disability, like a spinal cord injury or brain injury or stroke recovery or any number of of things that can happen, what people really ask themselves is how can I connect to what I wanna do with the ability that I have? And so living in Vancouver, it's always, you ask anybody, Vancouver is a beautiful city. Well, what makes it beautiful? Scenery and being outdoors, right? And if you're a mobility aid user, whether it's a walker or a wheelchair or whatever it may be, quite often, you know, I'm a wheelchair user myself, so I'll just speak for myself. My, I love to get out there, but my strolls or my jaunts in my chair are restricted to smooth pathways. 
Well, one of the things that Sam wanted to do and BC Moss tries to do is get you off the beaten path to be able to sit under a tree or Sam said, I wanted to hold a pine cone or smell pine needles or go to places. So we have this vehicle called the Trail Rider and for over 30 years, so it's made of durable aluminum. It is like a modified rickshaw. So if your audience can picture it, we have, a, we have handles on the front, handles on the back. We have a wheel on the bottom and the seat's adjustable. So the seat has a padding and you can lean back or forward. You can be a child. We have different uh, seating that accommodates those who are smaller or you can be over six feet tall. And we have staff and volunteers. And basically we will organize hikes. So for example, um, come near the end of May, We'll say we're doing hiking at Pacific Spirit Park. Kind of our base is in Pacific Spirit, which is right near UBC. And we'll say we are hiking from 11 to 1.30. And usually we hike one or two people, certainly during COVID. You know, we had we made sure that the hikes were spaced out. Or, but you can go out there in nature, whether it's at Pacific Spirit. COVID willing, we hope to do hikes throughout the lower mainland like at Lynn Canyon Suspension Bridge or Jericho Beach or Stanley Park is really popular, um, Spanish Banks. We also do hikes out in Surrey. We try to meet people to where they want to go. So it, a lot of our pretty well, all of the places we hike are available by public transit or you can get a ride out with a friend. And then once you meet us at the trailing, the trail spot, we'll help take you on a hike um, so we have that's what the trail rider does so we're going to have an organized hiking season from may 25th through to the end of august basically through to sub september 1st when we have three hiking staff we're really happy to say one of our staff is coming back for his third year and that's one of the things that is happening with bc moss is you can use the trail rider and decide where you want to go. And we're hoping to do um, some nature guide led hikes where you could on a hike, you could walk with one of the nature's uh, nature guides in the park, Pacific Spirit, learn more about the trees or, or your surroundings. Um, you could have a say in the destination you want to go to. And it's a great way to get out with nature. We're never about rushing. It's about what do you want to see? What do you want to experience? So that's kind of our hiking program. And Allison, you asked why. It's because everybody deserves a chance, especially when the rain is gone and it's a nice sunny day to be able to connect with nature. I never thought of it that way because of connecting with nature and everybody wanting that same chance and having that same chance to be out in nature because I've, heard and I've seen in my own studies being able to have the same opportunities as everybody else is a real mood stabilizer and a real joy both mentally and physically and I live very close to the specific spirit park a block away essentially so I go there every so often with my dogs I've also heard about the wheelchair adapter for people who use mobility aids for the trails through a family friend 
whose brother used it and he really enjoyed it at the end of his life. That's right. So so sometimes like the the trail rider, it's a thing about trust because you're getting into something new and the trail rider is set up and it's set up so that you're sitting comfortably, but you can't wheel yourself. So some members want to get out doors and they say, well, I'll, I will join you on the hike, but I want to propel myself. So what Allison's talking about is, you know, sometimes you have a power chair like myself, of which you can do um, quite a bit of Pacific Spirit Park in your power chair. For those with a strong upper body, you could certainly wheel yourself. And then Allison hinted to sometimes you can have a power adaptation that hooks onto the front of your chair. Now you have to purchase that commercially, but if you didn't want to use the trail rider, you could still come along with us on a hike. But for those who, the trail rider is great for when you really want to go places or do something um, that you may not be able to with your with your mobility device. And as you said, um, we're right in Pacific Spirit Park. That's near where you live, so you probably know from from your own personal experience. There's lots of different trails within Pacific Spirit Park. And the great thing about Pacific Spirit Park as well is if you're new to BC Moss and the trail rider, well, it's a really nice calming park. So there's lots of trees, good shade, and it's not too wild of terrain. So it's a good way to sit in the trail rider and see if you're comfortable. And you can do a hike for as little as 20 minutes, half an hour. Or you can go from Pacific Spirit Park all the way down to Spanish Banks and be along the water. That, Allison, is honestly one of our more popular hikes because you can imagine that mobility devices and sand and water don't mix. But in the trail rider, we have a wheelbarrow wheel and we have aluminum. And when the, when the tide is out, sometimes people like to sit on the edge of the water, looking out at the water or right in the water, and um, be close to the beach. So that's what it's really about. We love to hear from our members what experience they want to have, and we try to help facilitate that. My family friend, her brother, used the trail rider because he had multiple sclerosis, and he could not physically, at the end of his life, he could not physically move himself, but he was still wanting to to move and still wanting to be out in nature. So it was a great symmetry to be able to be out and in nature and feel that and connect with that still, which was nice. Like we talk about a lot about the positives. What have you seen as the program manager as the positives? Like what have what have they told you? your participants told you while being hiking and adaptive hiking in BC Moss? Well, a lot, lot of it is helping people, and that's one of our, our beliefs or slogans, is reimagine what's possible, right? If you haven't done something before, um, or again, maybe you're new to the world of facing a mobility challenge, new to the world of disability, you might be thinking, well, how could I ever get across the Wind Canyon suspension bridge? Or how could I go up to Quarry Rock? There's stairs up on that path. And we have a group of volunteers who are amazing. 
And sometimes the writer will say, you know, but they're chirping me around and I feel, you know, I would feel bad. And I would say to people, sometimes the great gift that you can give somebody is allowing somebody to help you. And many of our volunteers will say, you know, I love to go hiking, but now with this group, I don't have to hike alone. And I get to help other people enjoy the outdoors. And that's really rewarding. And myself included, when I started uh, hiking, I was like, well, do I want to trust people I don't know or get into this um, piece of equipment where I have to be moved by other people? But then I realized that by meeting new people and having some trust, then it was enabling me to have experiences that I otherwise wouldn't be able to have. So thanks to our volunteers and our staff and the trail rider, I've gotten to go to Garibaldi Lake. And I went there in August. It was a year-end hike that we did. And the water was so clear, it was almost like looking in a mirror. That on the water, you could see the reflection of the mountains and everybody working uh, together. And we had this experience lunch together. I've been up to Quarry Rock. Some people may know it. That's in Deep Cove. Some people may know the Deep Cove uh, area because it's it's there's a very popular donut place there called Huddy's Donuts. So what people do is they go for a hike and then you kind of earned your donut type thing. But that was an amazing experience. Got up to the top of Quarry Rock and had lunch. Or it could be even Stanley Park. There may be parts of the trails in Stanley Park that, you know, you want to get off the pavement. You've been in Stanley Park tons of times, but you're not quite sure. You don't want to go alone. You're not quite sure your wheelchair can handle it. You could go with BC Moss and you could have an experience um, that you otherwise might not have had. And lifelong friendships have also been forged um, on these hikes with, with, well, with volunteers and volunteers and clients. And so it's a great way to connect with what you wanna do with other people and with nature all at once. I'm actually in my master's degree, I'm actually writing a paper on how to build community. And that sounds exactly what my paper is all about. Forging friendships, building that community, all of that stuff. So there's another tie in there. Not only friendships between the clients, like you said, and friendships with the volunteers on the clients and friendships between the volunteers as well. So big community there, a group of people who like to do the same thing. With that idea, let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere because there will be more about hiking on The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. Did you know that Vancouver Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM has over 90 different shows produced by over 350 community members? This wide range of programming produced by our diverse group of programmers ensures that we have a show you'll love. We have shows on feminism, spirituality, disability rights, politics, unions, and parenting. We play jazz, indie rock, reggae, blues, and folk. 
We broadcast in a dozen different languages and have more First Nations programs than any other radio station in Vancouver. Find your show on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. All different, all the time. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. The Self-Advocate is a show about arts and culture in the disability community with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. So I'm in the middle of talking with Eric, he was program manager of the BC Moss, and we're talking about adaptive hiking, which is a great thing to do this time of year. Changing the tables a little, Eric, what are some of the more challenging or difficult parts of adapting hiking for people with disabilities? Well, we always want to be mindful that everybody is different. Right. And so everybody likes different positions in the chair or you might need maybe the headrest attached or some additional physical support. Um, and you really want to meet people where they're comfortable. So maybe somebody tries it for 10 minutes and says, you know what, I'm having I thought I was ready, but I might not. be." So then we just take our time and maybe they finish the the hike in their chair or the walk in their uh, in their chair. Maybe they come out and check it out and decide, you know what, I just would like to talk with the staff and, and no more. And you really want to see what people want to do and, and make sure that they're as comfortable as possible. Um, you know, when people are on a hike, if we were at different locations, I should mention we do have a van as well. So what happens as a program is we bring out the equipment on the hiking location, and then we will store um, the individual's mobility devices, wheelchairs, et cetera, in our van. And the van's all locked up, and then we can go hike at different different locations. But you know, we wanna we wanna make sure that people know that the hikes are accessible by transit, uh, where the accessible washrooms are. Uh, what to expect and we're always looking for ways to try and make the experience better so whether that's having a picnic maybe whether that's having a little bit of a goal of where we want to get to on the hike some people say you know what I want to go on this hike because I want to see this or some people really like kind of like a nature guide to join them because they want to not just hike but know about the area that they're hiking in and so you know certain people want certain things or they're more comfortable with certain things and they want to have a different experience so again bc moss and its long name is the british columbia mobility opportunity society so mobility is we're going to help you get out there and move around in the world and of course opportunities because we have a number of other programs and if you're thinking you know what i'm not quite ready for hiking or I want to be a part of something where I'm completely doing the movement, we also have a paddling program as well. And the paddling runs the same time 
as the hiking. And the paddling program is in False Creek and it's right across from the Science World. So you're paddling on that body of water and the kayaks have been modified so that they have pontoons on them. So they're built so they're not gonna tip. And the kayaks have been specially built so that you can sit in it. Uh, it's got higher back support and you can sit with your legs out in front. Um, if you have limited movement in your hands and your wrists, we have these gloves that you can put on and then it has latches on the gloves. And so when you have the gloves on, then it snaps onto the paddle and you can paddle without having to make a fist. And we also have a holder in the kayak for the paddle so you can do as much as you can and then um, set it up for a rest. So we really try to modify things so it's as safe as possible. And I should mention, right, because everybody's thinking, oh, all of these activities, everything costs money. Well, we really want to make it as affordable as possible. So our activities are $10. So for $10, you can go on a hike. For $10, you can go on a paddle, either in a kayak or a paddleboard. So for those who know paddleboards, these, you might be thinking, how is that modified? Well, with the paddleboards, we supply the wheelchairs. So they're manual chairs, which are lighter weight chairs. The boards do have a weight limit on them of 340 pounds. So anybody who uses a power chair, myself included, um, the power chair is too heavy for the board. But what you can do is transfer into one of our manual chairs. And we've also tried to modify a chair uh, for this summer that has more lumbar and ladder, uh, lateral support so that you'll be uh, sitting more comfortably. And also the paddles are quite light. They're about a pound and a half but they fit in your hand. And then on the paddle board, you're secured. So you're not gonna move, right? We don't want you swaying or fighting your balance. So the chair that you're in is secured. And then you paddle um, between the board and the pontoon. So it's, it's like this really big board. If you, if you imagine like a modified surfboard only wider, and then it's got these pontoons, which is like these balance supports balance supports in the water. So when you're on it, it's not gonna tip and the staff is out there with you. Uh, we supply all the life jackets. Uh, we supply radios. And if you were ever out there and got tired, the staff would pull you in. We also have a little motorized boat that can pull people in just in case. Um, and the kayaking and the paddle boarding is an hour. And with hiking, you know, you can be a, sh a shorter hike Usually the, the longest one is two to three hours, but that's where we stop for lunch. And you kind of say, I want to get to this destination and then, and then go back. So again, all of these things, those are some of the modifications. And you always want to keep in mind, first and foremost, what do people want to do? What does getting outdoors mean to them? What is going to keep everybody safe um, as far as making sure there's no injuries or encouraging people to do their best and, and just achieve exercise in the outdoors or connecting with, with nature. As you and I talked about, Allison, you know, just being outside can really help one's mental health, right? And, you know, we're going to knock on wood or whatever's available and we're going to hope that COVID continues to, the numbers continue to lessen because, you know, it's important to get out there, uh, you know, feel the sun on your shoulder, 
look up and see a bird or be out with your friends, all of those things help. I know I always feel better when if I'm, I'm out passing by trees and I always take time to look at the nature or the seawall is one of my favorite places in the city. And I like to, you know, I'll look out at our paddling program or see people out on the water. All of those things uh, are very- It sounds great to be able to be have it affordable and as accessible as possible. It must take a lot of work to do. Yeah, what we do is we hire summer staff that are really energetic and love to be around people. And Allison, you were talking before about building community. Well, it's like that with positive energy, right? Positive energy is most powerful, I think, when it's in motion and we pass it on to other people. And our volunteers are there because they want to help and make a difference. Our, our staff are usually kinesiology students or they have um, an outdoor athletic background. And they're really passionate about the program um, because they're studying to be maybe physiotherapists or um, phys physical education instructors like, like Simon, who's coming back. And they're really passionate about outdoor accessibility and activities being available for everybody. It's a great program. One last question before the listener can get BC Moss contact info. For a person with a disability who either physical or mental, and they're interested in hiking or paddling or kayaking and adaptive hiking, paddling, kayaking, or want to start a chapter of their own because they have been Prince George or Kamloops or somewhere up north, somewhere else, not in Vancouver. What's one piece of advice would you give to them? Well, first I can say definitely with BC Moss, we actually rent out the trail rider um, throughout BC. And we only charge for the rental $10 a day and only on the days that you can use it. But really simply, whether it's outdoor recreation or being involved with us, my number one piece of advice would be don't limit your imagination or your mind on what you want to do. Uh, before you can make something a reality, you have to believe that you can, you can do it. So have that belief and, you know, think about what outdoor recreation means to you or a place that you want to go. And, and the other thing is, if you have questions, don't be afraid to ask. You can definitely learn more about our programs through our website. And that's bcbcmosbcmos.org.org. Or you can give us a call at 604-688-6464. And even if I'm working from home, the calls still get transferred to me and I can answer questions uh, that you have. We also have, if you just look up uh, BC Moss on, on Facebook or go to our main website, you'll see our Facebook page or Instagram. So again, to learn more about all of our BC Moss activities, just go to our website at bcmos, that's bcmos.org, uh, and you can pick an activity that's best for you. I'll do my best to answer uh, whatever questions 
someone may have. Thank you so much, Eric, for talking with me today. And to know that there's adaptive ways to hike and paddle and doing springs and summer activities for your mental health and your physical health. That's fantastic. Well, I so appreciate the opportunity, Allison, to talk to you today. And thank you for the platform to share this with your listeners. And who knows, we might see you out walking your dogs or maybe joining us on a hike in Pacific Spirit Park sometime this summer. And uh, I'd be happy to talk to you anytime about any of the activities that we have going on. And again, if any of your listeners have any questions, just check out our website at bcmos.org and get in touch with us. And hopefully everybody has a great summer doing what they want to do and connecting with the outdoor don't go anywhere because there will be more about adaptive hiking on the self-advocate on cfro co-op radio 100.5 fm with your host allison klein vancouver co-op radio cfro 100.5 fm an idea we're stealing vancouver's original community radio station since 1975 Vancouver Cooperative Radio, CFRO, 100.5 FM. Homemade, not store-bought. You're listening to CFRO Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM, and The Self-Advocate, with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. So this episode is all about hiking and adaptive hiking because it is now spring and it's getting warmer which is totally lovely you just heard me talk with eric the program manager of bc moss up next i am going to be talking with danny of the chris adaptive adventures out in Kelowna. thank you so much danny for being on my show Thanks for having me. First off, why adaptive hiking? Why is adaptive hiking so important? Um, Well, I mean, we at Chris, we do all sorts of adaptive outdoor recreation, but adaptive hiking, um, yeah, it's super important. Our goal is to make everywhere and every activity accessible to everyone. And so... I think over the pandemic, especially, everyone's realized the value of getting outside, being in nature for not only your physical well-being, but your mental and emotional. And so the benefits that you can gain from being out on the trails, we want everyone to be able to experience that. And so being able to do adaptive hiking and make those trails and those locations accessible is super important. That's what I've been hearing as well, especially over the pandemic, it being very important for both mental and physical health. How so? How is it important for mental? How can it help mental and physical health? Well, I don't know if you've heard, I think it was in the last month or two. um, They actually, within BC, passed something where medical doctors can prescribe like prescriptions to go out in nature and they can prescribe parks passes, national parks passes, because even the medical community is recognizing the impacts of 
being in nature and how that really affects your overall well-being. Yes, being outside, moving your body um, does have those physical benefits. But even for those people who maybe can't walk on the trails, just being surrounded by nature, the calm and the energy that that brings, the social time, um, just the impacts on your mental state are huge and it can really have ripple effects into the rest of your life. I didn't hear the doctors prescribing BC Parks recreation passes as something not only for the physical exercise, but also the calming effects on the mental state. And I also see that sometimes when I'm walking out walking my dogs at the endowment lands or Pacific Spirit Park, which is really close to my home in Vancouver. But you're in Kelowna, which does have a lot of wildlife and forest surrounding the city, which is also very nice to be able to, to do that. What are some of the more positive effects that you've been able to see with your patrons or clients? Yeah, I think um, it offers an opportunity. It's sort of a great equalizer. Um, it allows people to participate in things that maybe they traditionally haven't been able to. It gets them out in different social environments. Um, the friendships that they can make, the actual like confidence that they gain from being able to do things that they maybe um, didn't envision for themselves originally, like standing on top of a mountain for someone with mobility issues, that might not be something that they can picture doing in their regular day-to-day -day life. But the fact that we can assist and help them get to that point, um, can have like real self-esteem and confidence boosting effects. Uh, and those are things that then they take into like their daily interactions with other people. Like they might be more confident and helps them make more friends. Again, it's those ripple effects that um, you can't always put your finger on exactly what impact it's gonna have because it sort of spreads out across a lot of different areas in their lives. True that it's, it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly one little thing because it, there's no wording for that feeling. Now you mentioned that Chris does help people with mobility issues to hike or be out in the outdoors. How does Chris do that? Like what type of services does Chris offer to provide those experiences? Yeah, so we actually do experiences for people with all types of disabilities, whether it's physical, cognitive, sensory, um, developmental, really anything. And so there are a variety of ways that we support, whether it is using adaptive equipment. So we've got um, a trail rider that you might've talked about with BC Moss. I know they have some as well. And it's essentially like an all-terrain wheelchair where you have a Sherpa on the front who does some pulling person on the back stabilizes and pushes, um, that can go anywhere. So that's awesome. Um, it can get you to the top of the hill, but sometimes the barriers that people face aren't like physical mobility. It's more um, that confidence to get out on the trail. So even just that emotional support can help them or maybe the knowledge, maybe they're just intimidated because they don't know the trails. 
by us having the knowledge and experience, we can offer that as a type of support. Um, for some people with mobility issues, it's simply giving them a pair of hiking poles for a little bit of extra stability. It's being a guide for maybe someone with a visual impairment. There's so many different ways you can support and it's based on each individual and we adapt things to suit the needs of that individual to help them accomplish their goals. What are some of the goals that you see with your clients during the hikes or being outdoors? What are some of those? Some clients have a goal of like a specific destination or a certain objective, whether it's like getting to see a waterfall or to the top of a mountain. So you're overlooking the valley. Um, but for many people, it's also just getting out. Um, they want to have a social experience and spend time with their friends. Some people just want to um, move and try and like maybe walk further than they have in the past. Um, each individual's objectives are different and even day to day, like their reason for coming out or what they want to accomplish can be different. I think that's similar to everyone. Um, for me, there's certain days where I'm just going out to clear my head or other days I wanna gain a like really good workout out of it and get that physical benefit. Um, you see, yeah, the entire range of um, goals from these programs and we sort of try and tailor them to the goals of our clients. What's your favorite part of all of this and being able to go out outdoors and go hiking? My favorite part I think is that um, being outdoors and participating in outdoor activities is always something that like has been one of my favorite ways to spend my free time. And so to have that tied into the work that I'm doing is amazing. And to be able to share that with people who might not always have those opportunities, it's so rewarding because like I recognize the impact that it's had on my life and the benefits that I gain from it. So to be able to like support and offer that to others um, is really fulfilling in a lot of ways. That is so true. And it's being able to share the same opportunities as those who don't have the same mobility or have disabilities. And with that, let's go into a quick break. Don't go anywhere because there will be more about adaptive hiking on the self-advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 FM is political. Co-op radio is poetry. Co-op radio is tango. Co-op radio is gay. Ecology. Comedy. Feminism. Philosophy. Yoga. Reggae. Bicycles. Trade unions. Gospel. Live. Local. Asian. African. Vancouver Co-op Radio is community. Your community. Vancouver Co-op Radio. CFRO. 100.5 FM. All different. All the time. You're listening to The Self-Advocate, a show about arts and culture in the disability community on CFRO Co-op Radio 
100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. We are situated on the unceded traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. On this episode, we're talking about adaptive hiking, and I am in the middle of talking with Danny, who is the executive director of Chris, the Outdoor Adventures, which is a program in Kelowna for adaptive equipment and ways to be in the outdoors and hiking, which is a great thing for us right now being in at the start of spring, warmer weather, which is lovely. Turning the tables a little, Danny, what are some of the more challenging parts of adaptive hiking and adapting ways to the outdoors? Um, It's recognizing that there are a lot of barriers, um, even in the like parks infrastructure and in accessing the parks. So there are places where, again, with equipment, with the right combination of like people, equipment, and mindset, you can make just about anything accessible. However, there are additional barriers at times in terms of um, even the gates that we find in park spaces. For our adaptive equipment and the trail rider, there are some when there are these offset gates, it's just about impossible to weave the way through it. So we almost have to like take it apart with the person in it, put it back together and get around. Or like someone in a wheelchair wouldn't be able to get through that. Um, so those are sort of things that can have an impact. And as well, um, we've really noticed similar to ski hills, a lot of trails have, um, grading in terms of it'll be a green and they say that's an easy trail or blue is a moderate and black diamond is the most difficult trail. All of those rating systems have been created with an ableist perspective. And so it's not taking into consideration other factors that might impact people with different abilities. And so some of those things can make it more difficult because maybe what would seem like an easy trail if the... um, if there's like a, a real side slope on it, even if it's relatively flat, a side slope can be really difficult for someone with mobility issues or with a visual impairment, or even for the trail rider, it's harder to keep it centered and stabilized. So those sort of things sometimes outside the normal realm of um, what you might think of can have an impact and make it trickier. I've also seen that being so close at Pacific Spirit Park, the endowment lands, where it might be easy for me to be on one hike having an able body. Hiking that same trail was a little more difficult for someone with mobility issues. And I saw that firsthand as well. Even the signage in parks, like if, again, for people with visual impairments, a lot, you never see signs with like braille on them in parks. So how do they figure out a trail map? There's (laughs) stuff like that that you don't think of. I never thought of that either, like signage with Braille. Or with audio, like those sort of things. Um, They they do present other barriers. And so 
It's um I I see it as common sense stuff that without knowing it's like, oh right, got it now, need this. Yeah, and I think that that viewpoint is coming around in society, but you see that those accommodations and accessibility features in urban centers. And that's where every building now has a ramp and a push button for the doors and there's braille on like door signs, but that hasn't yet evolved into these outdoor spaces, which really are almost there. They should be just as important that they're made accessible. Um, and so that's like the next evolution of making everywhere accessible and creating um, this sense of inclusion where everyone belongs in outdoor spaces. One last question before the listener gets your contact info on how to find Chris, the Outdoor Adventures. What's one piece of advice you would give to someone with a disability, either physical or cognitive, and wants to start hiking, adaptive hiking, or go outdoors in an adaptive way? Um, yeah, depending on your needs, um, take a look. There are a ton of different organizations like BC Moss, like Whistler Adaptive. There's um, Power to Be, Chris Adaptive Adventures. All across BC, there's a ton of different adaptive organizations who facilitate these sort of programs and outings, but everyone within those organizations is also just more than willing to provide information and suggestions about how to get out. Um, if even just reaching out to the community around you, there's tons of different hiking groups on Facebook or um, ways that you can connect. And again, most people are more than willing to share their knowledge and expertise, and they might have advice on trails which are more accessible or be willing to come out and support you and in different ways. So I think it's just put yourself out there, look into it, and there are definitely supports available. It just um, is something that you'll have to um, maybe connect with. How can the listener find Chris Adaptive? Um, so we have our website, chrisadaptive.ca, and that um, can guide you to the couple different programs that we have available. Um, you can email us at admin at adaptiveadventures.ca or, and on our website, there's our email and there's phone number. So we welcome people reaching out for any information, for any type of support. And we are just focused on getting people outside, breaking down barriers to outdoor recreation. So we're more than happy to help in any way that we can. Are you guys on social media? We are. So both on Facebook and on Instagram at Chris Adaptive. Thank you so much for talking with me. It just, time just flew by. It feels like five minutes. This has been the hiking episode of The Self-Advocate, a show about arts and culture in the disability community on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM 
with your host, Alison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alison Mira. If you missed any part of this show or want to listen to it again, you can find it on anchor.fm or wherever you find your podcasts. To end out this show, let's put on our outro theme song, Better Miracle by Kiprios. Kiprios is a Vancouver-based rapper. Even though he doesn't have a disability, his song, Better Miracle, talks about having a better tomorrow, but not a miracle. Enjoy more programming, everyone. Today, my window, the sun, came through, today, was the day I thought I'd look to, my window, felt the pain that I knew, the sun, heard about it, when he came to, came through, good looking out, I needed you, today, was the day that didn't need rain, my window, looked to me to make a change, the sun, rising to the occasion, came through, good looking out, I needed you, oh, oh, myself i'm gonna be okay remember back then i've come a long way the dream may never ever be the same but came true get here with you and that'll do i know the road i'm on is not an easy way remember that i will define the path i take the dream yeah i'm a dreamer what can i say came true get here with you and that'll do i feel it's in my fingers i know it's in my soul now don't need i don't need a miracle just want to get a bit better I feel it's in my fingers, I know it's in my soul now Don't need, I don't need a miracle, just want to get a little better oh, oh. I'm not asking for a miracle, oh, oh. just want to get a little bit better
time for the day, only the day. Yesterday, never the same, never the pain. In time, love and learn to burn into the night. Cause now is the only moment mattering in life. I feel it's in my fingers, I know it's in my soul now. Don't 